welcome to Genesis, man. We are, we are glad you guys are here. Uh, my name is Mike, and at Genesis, we believe in having open doors and open hearts. And so I hope that when you walked in tonight that you felt welcomed, and I also hope that you came with an open heart because we have prayed and prepared for you. And so we're glad you're here, and uh, it is possible that we lose power tonight. That would be exciting, right? That would be so exciting. Um, <laughs> and uh, anyway, so tonight we are continuing our series, Game Changers, where we are talking about attributes or actions that, if implemented into our faith, will significantly impact our walk with Jesus for the better, that will make a night and day difference. And uh, over this month, we, we've talked about, uh, the first week, Jake talked about walking in the authority that God has given us. Uh, and then the week after that, Cody talked about uh, handling heartbreak. And then last week, we talked about letting go of the things that weigh us down. And tonight, we're gonna talk about something that has made a profound difference in my life, uh, personally, something that has made an incredible impact on my walk with Jesus. And, uh, and so tonight, we're gonna be talking about spiritual disciplines. And uh, I know that that phrase, spiritual disciplines, or like the idea of discipline can kind of have a, a weird connotation to it, uh, but hopefully you can move past that tonight and, and, and kind of hear what I'm talking about. And um, this is something that can be very broad. And so uh, before we move forward, I wanted to, to first define what I mean by spiritual disciplines. And so when I first started writing this message, I was thinking about uh, all the things that could possibly fall under the category of spiritual disciplines. You know, I was thinking, well, this could, that could, there's all kinds of things that could. And, uh, and then I asked Emily and she named off a few things for herself. And I'm sure if I asked you tonight, you'd probably come up with some answers for what could fall under that, under that umbrella of spiritual disciplines. It's a very broad idea. And so uh, I thought, okay, well, you know, I, I definitely need to make this as specific as possible. Um, and so tonight when I talk about spiritual disciplines, I want you to think of any way that you spend time with God any way that you spend time with God, specifically through reading the Bible and praying. Reading scripture and, and prayer are the main two spiritual disciplines that, that I have in mind for tonight. And uh, I'm excited for this message because I know this is one of those things that, uh, you know, for some of you, this will be exactly what you need or have been looking for to move your walk with Jesus forward. And, and it might answer some questions that you've been trying to figure out for a long time. And, and I believe it might just be a substantial game changer for your life. So if you would pray with me and then we'll jump into the verses for tonight. God, I thank you so much for, uh, for bringing us here together. God, I thank you that you are a, a good God, God that is worthy of praise. And God, I thank you for the opportunity it was to, to worship you. And I, God, I pray that would continue. Uh, God, I pray that you would speak to us clearly, that your word would, uh, would speak to us, God, and we would be walking out of here tonight closer to you than we walked in. We pray that your kingdom would come and your will would be done. In Jesus' name, we say it together, amen. Awesome. Well, if you would, go ahead and turn to John 15, John chapter 15. And uh, while you're doing so, I will give you some context. Um, and it'll be on the screen too, if you don't have your Bible. But right before Jesus starts saying uh, the words that we'll read tonight in John 15, he is talking about making his exit from the world. And he's telling his disciples that he'll be leaving soon, but that's a good thing because that makes room for the Holy Spirit to come. And he begins telling the disciples the importance of abiding in him and bearing fruit. And so those two concepts, uh, abiding and bearing fruit, will be really important for us tonight. So let's read through verse 11. This is John 15, 15, one through 11. This is Jesus talking. He says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, 
he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. So there's a lot in there, but there is one driving idea. Jesus is telling us that, that he is the vine, that, that he is the source, and we are to draw our strength and draw our power from him. And because apart from him, like he said, apart from the vine, we can do nothing. And, uh, and, and when we abide in him, we will bear fruit. If we don't abide in him, we won't bear fruit. We'll wither and have no life. And so as Christians, we have to stay connected to the vine so that we can bear fruit and then be pruned and then grow even more. And through our spiritual disciplines, through connecting with Christ, we abide and we bear fruit. By reading the Bible, by praying, we stay connected to the vine and we grow. And, uh, and here's how I wanna explain this. And so this, I hope this makes sense tonight. I had someone show me this during uh, my early college years. And it, to be honest with you, blew my mind. That, that's probably the best way for me to explain it to you. It blew my mind. And, and it answered so many questions that, that, uh, that I had and it helped me identify things in my life um, you know, why certain things were happening or why certain things weren't happening. And uh, especially going through, um, like you guys have, you've gone through middle and high school and maybe you were a part of a church at that age and you've kind of moved into adulthood and your faith is kind of, you know, getting on its own for the first time. And, and, uh, and so, and that's where I was at the time when, when, I sh- when uh, he showed me this, when this guy showed me this. And, uh, and like I said, it blew my mind. It made so much sense to me. And, um, and I hope it makes sense to you tonight. And I've shared this with so many people. And I used to say that this concept uh, that I'm about to show you summarized your entire walk with Jesus. Now that I'm like years removed from that, that might've been a little bit of an exaggeration, but it's still pretty dang close, okay? And so, um, and, I, and I got to think through it and flesh it out even more for us tonight. So let's get into this. And, and like I said at the beginning of the night, some things might click for the first time like it did for me. So let's look up at the screen. So this is, uh, I don't have a fancy name for this, uh, but just, we'll just call it the fruit and abide cycle. Can everybody in the back see it? See it okay? I'll read through it, so okay. All right. So when you abide in the Lord, you are spending time with God, right? You're spending time with God. You're connecting to the vine. You're connecting to the source of power and strength. When you're in a season of abiding, you may say anything that kind of falls in this category, right? Man, this is hard. Has anyone found, man, spending time with God is hard. Has anyone ever experienced that before? Okay, cool. And then, okay, let's move down. When abiding, man, you might say something like, I don't feel like it. Anyone ever been there before? Man, I really don't feel like reading my Bible. I really don't feel like praying right now. Okay, can we be honest? Like that's, you felt that way before, right? Okay, you can talk back to me, it's okay. All right, maybe when you're abiding, you're thinking, man, I'm really making small steps. Like I feel like I'm not making that much progress. I feel like I'm, I'm really just moving really slow. 
when you're abiding, you say something like, man, this is tough. Following Jesus isn't exactly how I pictured it to be. This is really tough. Then you move on and you think, man, abiding really takes place in private. No one really is even noticing. Like no one even says that I'm bearing fruit. No one's really even seeing the work that I'm putting in. Glacia, are you okay? <laughs> I worry about you when I'm crutches. Um, and, and then you keep moving down and it's like, it's all input. When you're in a season of abiding, it's all input, man. You're putting in the work, but you may not be seeing the results. Anyone been there before? Man, I'm putting in all this work. I'm not seeing any results. And then last, you have intentional. Abiding is intentional. You, you, you have to choose to abide. You can't just abide on accident, okay? You have to actually try to do it. And then, you start to, after a while, you start to grow, right? And it could be, there's a season of growing that takes place. There's like, you know, the, it could be months, it could be weeks, it could be years. And eventually, you find yourself on the fruit side of things. And this is the fun side, right? This is the fun side, where all of a sudden you're thinking, man, spending time with God is easy. Man, this is so easy. And then you move down, and you're like, oh, well, I don't, just uh, uh, not feel like it anymore. I'm starting to really feel like doing this. Wow, I'm loving spending time with God. And then you move on and you're like, wow, I'm making giant leaps in my faith. You like the little small steps, giant leaps, small step for mankind, or small step for man, giant leap for mankind? July 20th just passed. They went to the moon. Um, anyway, you're like, man, I'm making giant leaps in my faith. I'm seeing so much progress. And then you're like, man, it went from this is tough to this is awesome, Right? And then you keep moving down and it's now become public. People are starting to notice. They're like, man, you've been spending time with God. I've, you, I see your fruit and you're acting totally different. And you're like, wow, that feels really good for people to say. And then you start seeing some output, right? Some results from the input, from what you've been putting into your faith. And then it not only becomes intentional, but eventually the results you see will be exponential. And like I said, that's the fun side. But then after a little while, those emotions and those feelings, they kind of start to fade, right? They kinda, you don't really live there. It kind of just goes away after a little while. Well, that's because you've come out of a season of fruit into a season of pruning. And after you've made through your season of pruning, look where we are again, back into a season of abiding. All of a sudden, man, I don't feel like it. This is hard. I'm making small steps. And then, man, I start growing again. And after a while, awesome. I'm in a season of fruit and then so forth. And so for me, coming out of a student ministry, coming out of high school, where I saw so many people all of a sudden take their faith or it's like, man, they're so on fire for God. And then it's like nothing. Or personally, where I used to say, man, I feel like I'm so on fire for God. And then, you know, you find me two weeks later and, I don't really feel the same way anymore. And so here's the thing. Here's what we often fail to realize. These aren't separate things. The, the abide side of life and the fruit side of life are not separate things. It's not either or. It's both and. This is one package. This is not something where you, you just kind of jump back and forth as you please or, or something that's based on emotion or something that's based on experience. It's instead a cycle where the two, the two coincide with one another. And it's not a timeline, you know, where it's like, man, I remember when I was 17, I just, 
I was abiding all the time. Now I'm in this permanent season of fruit. No, you're constantly working your way out of one and into another. It's not a timeline, it's a cycle of seasons. And so here is how this this diagnosis problems in our life and maybe answers some, uh, some of our questions about our faith. For you personally, have you ever said, man, like I just, like I just mentioned, I am so on fire for Jesus right now. I, I, I cannot believe how easy it is to spend time with God, man. I'm finding myself in a fruit season. And then for some reason, that goes away. Like I said, it's because you've made your way out of a season of fruit into a season of pruning and abiding. Or maybe you're on the other side and you think, man, have you ever thought, I keep trying to make progress in my faith. I keep trying to make progress in my relationship with Jesus, but I'm not seeing much results. It's hard. It's because you're in a season of abiding. And if you keep going, you'll end up in a season of fruit. This is why the emotional high from, let's say, a good church service, or if you went to camp as a middle or high school student, this is why the camp high, the emotional high, these kind of experiential highs don't last because they weren't meant to. You experience this season of fruit. And so people come off these emotional highs or, or, or they're in this emotional state where it's like, man, spending time with God is so much so easy. I'm loving life. Jesus is awesome. And then all of a sudden, things start to wear off and, and they find themselves in the abide side of things and they get frustrated because things aren't how they used to be. They, they, they get frustrated because they're, they're, they're now in an abide season and it looks nothing like a fruit season. And so they think that they're doing something wrong. They think they're doing something wrong or they think, man, this wasn't really all that it was cracked up to be. Or they lose interest and just move on. But it's not God that left them. It's not that their relationship with God had suffered. It just looked a little different. It just looked a little different. And so I cannot stress enough to you tonight, if you find yourself in the abide side of things, don't give up. Don't give up. Keep going. Keep pressing in. You'll find yourself on the fruit side of things eventually. And if you find yourself in here tonight and you're on the fruit side of things, man, praise God. That's amazing. Enjoy it. But be ready when that, when that thing starts swaying this way. Be ready for the come down and get ready to get back on the grind when the time comes. So our walk with Jesus can be so clearly seen so clearly in this. And, that, and that's what Jesus is saying in John 15. Abide in me, bear fruit, get pruned. Abide in me, bear fruit, get pruned. It's this cycle and you abide in him through your spiritual disciplines. The only way you can stay anchored in the highs and lows of your faith is through your spiritual disciplines, by spending time with God, by staying connected to the vine. And I would say this to you a million times if I could. We're done with that side, by the way. We're good, thank you. I would say this to you a million times if I could. Reading, reading scripture and praying on a daily basis will change your life significantly. I, I promise you that. It will change your life significantly. And in the life of a Jesus follower, the spiritual discipline of daily time with God is an absolute necessity. There is no substitute for it. And so with this talk on, on, on spiritual disciplines, this, this idea of spending time with God, I wanna give one, one warning about something that can creep up. And this is something that I've walked through in my own life recently. Is that I would encourage you to not let 
your spiritual disciplines become spiritual superstitions. To not let your spiritual disciplines become spiritual superstitions. I, I think often, you know, or, you know, often we think that we have to read the Bible a certain way, or we have to pray a certain way. And we get so stuck in that, that we think that that's the best way to spend time with God. And then if we don't do it that way, that it's not as effective or impactful. Like I said, this is something that I've been walking through. You know, I have a daily habit of spending time with God, reading and praying. And a few months ago, I started to realize, I don't know when it happened. I doubt that it was a off and on switch. You know, I think it just happened over time. I realized how I had let my discipline of spending time with God turn into a superstition that I was scared to not honor. You know, the same way as like, you know, people say, don't walk under ladders. Don't, don't break mirrors. Watch for black cats crossing the street. My grandma thought it was bad luck to wash clothes on New Year's Day. I don't know why. We had, uh, I set up some umbrellas tonight if we needed to use them and I wanted to make sure they worked, but I didn't open them inside. It's a superstition. It's those things that we hold on to and we don't know why. So I started asking myself, you know, why do I read and pray the way that I do? Why do I hold so tight to a certain way of things? And, uh, and it reminded me of the Pharisees that we read about in, in the gospels and the, 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 the life accounts of Jesus. You know, they were white knuckling the, the, the way things had been done for so long that they were missing the new thing that Jesus was trying to do. And so I was thinking, well, you know, nobody reads my journal and nobody hears me pray, you know, other than God and maybe my wife if she's around. And so why, why do I do this, you know? And so I wanna tell you like, yes, you need to read the Bible. You need to pray, but don't prioritize the way that you read and pray over the reason you're reading and praying. Don't prioritize the way you read and pray over the reason that you're reading and praying. When I was working through this uh, in my own life, Cody, who, who spoke a couple weeks ago, he let me borrow this, this book by an author named S.J. Hill. And then I wanna read you a quote that it, uh, from that book that really cemented this for me. This is what he said. He said, you have focused so much on your performance that you have lost much of your passion in the process. I thought, well, that's me. You know what I mean? You have focused so much on your performance that you have lost much of your passion in the process. You know, Jesus spent time with God as a source of power and a source of strength, not as a source of right standing with God. You are, you are righteous before God, not because of your devotional life, but because of the work of Jesus Christ. Let that be the reason that you spiritually discipline yourself. And when done right, spiritual disciplines, they, they lead to a deeper joy, not a bigger burden. You know, you can, you can read the Bible every day and you can pray the paint off the walls and witness to everything that breathes and still be completely joyless in your walk with Christ. And that's not the goal. And Jesus says this in John 15, 11, the last verse we read tonight. He said, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Spiritual disciplines and spending time with God, they lead to your joy being in Christ and his joy being in you. The goal is not to add another item on your to-do list. The goal is to find joy in Christ. And so as we, uh, as we conclude tonight, I wanna encourage you with this. For a long time, I didn't believe that 
uh, having a daily habit of reading the Bible was possible. And I can tell you that it is possible. And it's possible when you don't look, like, look at it like an addition to your schedule, but as a source of strength and a source of power. It's possible when it becomes a rhythm in your life. And I love calling it a rhythm. I had to check with some, some music guys before I said this. But when you're on rhythm, everything is flowing well, right? But when you get off rhythm, you don't have to give up or stop playing the song or freak out. You pause and then you get right back on. And so in our spiritual disciplines, there, there will be days when we get off. There, there will be times when we forget. There will be times when, you know, life changes our plans. There will be times when we have unforeseen circumstances. And so when that happens, don't give up. Don't feel like a failure. Don't feel condemned. You just gotta pick right back up where you left off. You just got off rhythm and you can pick it right back up. To help you guys out with this, we're gonna, I saw um, somebody taking a picture of the fruit and abide cycle. So we're gonna put that out on social media if you guys want that. Um, and hopefully that is very helpful for you. Um, and, uh, and I wanna tell you too, on the practical side of things, on uh, our church website, there's a Bible FAQ. And so if you're ever reading and you have a, a question, um, that could probably answer it, um, hopefully. And so that's a wearenorthwood.com slash Bible. We can probably throw that out there as well um, to help you guys. But uh, this, guy, this makes sense. Did the cycle makes sense. Okay, good. Like I said, that was really impactful for me. And uh, I, have, I have held on to that for a long time because I, like I said, I, and I know it kind of simplifies things and I know things are always complicated, you know, in, in reality, but it just made so much sense to me. Like, man, that's why, you know, the, 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 the emotional or the big experience at church didn't help me on a Monday morning, you know? And it's because, man, I experienced some fruit, but I also need to abide, you know what I mean? That, that kind of stuff doesn't last forever. And um, so hopefully you can find yourself in that tonight and, uh, and really let that, let that help you out. So uh, I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna have some announcements and then we're gonna go to Culver's. That sound good? Awesome. God, I thank you so much for tonight. God, I thank you for uh, the incredible uh, example that you set for uh, Jesus, for, for spending time with the Father. And God, uh, if, you, if you had to do that, we know that we have to. And so God, I pray that tonight we would start to cultivate a habit of spending time with you, God, not as an addition to our, our schedule or our to-do list, but instead as a source of power and a source of strength and, uh, and not get too you know, bogged down in the performance of things, but instead get passionate about it. Do it even though we may not feel like it and then also do it when we do feel like it. So God, I pray that our spiritual disciplines would begin to anchor us in the highs and the lows of our faith and our walk with you. And I pray God tonight that maybe some of us would take a turn starting today starting tomorrow morning, to start spending time with you and let that habit cultivate over time and watch it just exponentially change our lives. So God, we thank you for the cross. We thank you for your grace. And we thank you, God, that an encounter with you does not leave us the same. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, we all sit together. Amen.